Hello, good evening, good evening, good evening. I'm a little late, but I'm back. <clears throat> Traveling Talent Ministries presents your host for tonight, Terry J. Going up through my years, coming up, sort of recording this life for my book and for my organizational talk show, whatever I want to do, because right now I'm just investing in, in me. And I want to let you know that the music that you hear, I do not own the copyrights to this music. This is just what I like to hear. I love music. It motivates me. So let me turn it down a little bit. Let me uh, turn it down a little bit because I want to turn. I want I want you to hear it or I want to hear it because, like I said, music motivates me. So late but better late than never on uh, Talk To Us Teens. Um, it's me going through my teenage years um, talking to the teens or whatever. Um, maybe explicit. I may cuss up and uh, may trip up and cuss. I don't know. But, yeah. First, um, I like to tell, at the beginning of my shows, I like to tell how I feel for today. So today, it's kind of iffy at first, but it started off faith-built. Like, just keep the faith, just hold the faith. And I like to start my shows with telling about how I feel for the day, especially now since late in the evening of the day. Um, mostly, like I said, faith is my word for today. I break mine down to words, whatever. But I like to tell how I feel for the day, because you never know how I might feel, what I might talk about, what I might say, because according to, you know, I guess how you feel. So mostly everything I'm trying to do is build up into something, you know, saying something good, saying something positive, uh, you know. When I'm uh, talking on here. So, I think my last show was age 16. Even though I was, I mean, getting ready to do 17. But yeah, the last age was age 16. So, as I went into my 17 years old, especially since I'm uh, especially uh, thinking I was grown then. I hung out a lot then. Um... A little tedious, a little tempting with life, um, testing and trying and error and everything. You know, that's that age you do that at. At 17, but mostly I was still thinking that I'm grown. I'm out here trying and testing, testing and trying and erring. And I want you to know that I do not own the copyrights of this music that you're hearing. Um, I'm supposed to connect with Spotify, but I don't know if Spotify has Biggie Smalls. So, I will try to see if they do, but either way, I still have to make it known that I'm not the, um, no, I don't have, own any copyrights in any of this music that I'll be playing during the race, and I talk, talk about sometimes 30, 45 minutes and stuff like that, so, but yeah, age 17, I was still experimenting being grown, experimenting with a little bit of everything, not nothing real hectic, but, you know, drugs and sex and all kind of stuff like that. At that age, hanging out, being dad, like I said, thinking I was grown. Um, around that time, let me see, I was just coming up after 16. I didn't meet my son's father, um, Craig, until I was 17. Um, me and my sister Desi was hanging out um, and her cousin Tanya. She had introduced him to her cousin Tanya at first, but I had guess him and Tanya ain't clicked. Rest in peace to Tanya, too, because she was cool. That was Desi's cousin. Um, 
rest in peace to her because, yeah, she was cool, but I guess they didn't click. So anyway, Desi uh, introduced me and Craig, and we hit off right away because instantly he was tall, dark, and handsome. Nice old king-size snicker ball with curly hair. He was cute. So we started talking or whatever like that. We met um, on Flagstaff Street in Lando because that's when I was... Um, was running, my sister lived in Nally, so I was running back and forth to Palmer Park and stuff like that, um, hanging out with, with her. Probably hanging out with several different other friends, um, too, at certain times, because I had Dion I was hanging out with, with me and her, because me and her been friends since we was 12 years old. And then when I was 16, that's when I met Lisa. Lisa um, was another close friend of mine during that time. And mostly me and her were just having fun, getting high, whatever. I was doing a little sex and I really wasn't doing too much sexing because you know I was real big on respect and I ain't really you know I ain't really trust nobody so I had to like you so I was hanging out with a few of my friends and like I said experimenting oh yeah I met Craig through Desi <laughs> we hit it all quick or whatever like that and he knew how to kiss he knew how to kiss and really all I was doing is teasing and not pleasing so he knew how to kiss real good not too much in the conversation for what I can tell now what was going on was he was like a little slight hustler or whatever like that and then you know he did make money happen make things happen here and there doing this and that but sometimes he used to uh beat people for their money, you know, I guess sort of like scamming people for certain things or certain ways to get money, that's what he was doing then, and plus he was smoking crack and um, and doing that, hustling and doing all that other stuff, um, and I think he taught, I think he taught me how to cook crack, I wasn't really doing it, I wasn't doing it, um, I wasn't really a big experiment with drugs. Um, especially with the first incident I had when I was 15 years old. So um, when I smoked some weed that time, when I smoked weed for the first time. <laughs> so I wasn't, I kind of learned from my, my mistakes. I wasn't kind of uh, doing a whole bunch of experimenting with a whole bunch of drugs and things like that, right? But when I met him, we still were smoking every now and then. Um, oh, I remember that was the time when I was in Palmer Park. Uh, I don't think I was living there because I was staying with you know, my sisters and them and stuff like that. Um, just I was basically bouncing, just having fun, just going from different house to house or whatever like that. Um, just having fun with my friends and my sisters and stuff like that. But anyway, man, it was getting high. We were getting high. And he was a gentleman. I mean, he was good. I mean, I was the girlfriend type, like I said before, because I'm also um, writing a book about my life because I went through some stuff, y'all, from the time I was a little girl. All the way up until now. Now, I thank God because it wasn't as harsh as some stories that I've heard. And then all these meetings my father used to take us to. But, Lord have mercy. So, I wasn't all that bad. I still was trying to be grown. But anyway, back to Craig. Kiss real good. And girl, was he packing. Oh, I say girl sometimes on a regular accident. Don't forget, because, you know, you used to talking to girls. So, yeah, but anyway, girl, he was packing up something real nice. And we used to be slick, and we'd do it sometimes. And, and, and my sister and her little friend would be in the same room. They wouldn't even know what we was doing. <laughs> I saw how sneaky I was with it, or whatever like that. But that was still taking a safety caution measure uh, as far as STDs is concerned. Somewhat seriously, I wasn't paying attention a little bit because <laughs> some, big, some things did stick on 
happened. Yeah, me and Craig had fun. He was a gentleman. He made sure if he stayed with me or if he stayed with, or you know, with me or with my sister Desi House or whatever like that, that things were taken care of. Over there we lived. She lived in Kenland down the street, Landover Road. And she lived over there at that time because um, she always had her own place. And we always had big fun. Her house was the place to be, like for all the cousins, sisters, everything. We always used to go over there to the house to have fun over there um, and chill and whatever, listen to music or whatever like that. She wasn't a smoker or a drinker or anything like that. She did her little now and then. She'll take some and do something or whatever like that. But she ain't never do nothing. She really ain't never really do nothing. She like kids. So she had an addiction, an adiacication shun. So, <laughs> so that was her little thing. But, um... But yeah, we'd go over her house and have fun. But like I said, when Craig stayed over there, he made sure that, you know, my little boyfriend, he made sure that, you know, if she needed anything, because she did have, you see, um, at that time, I think it was just Sherelle and Davon then, because she did have them kind of third age. She had Sherelle and Davon um, then, but he would always make sure that, you know, she was straight if she needed anything for us, herself or the kids, Mr. And because he was staying there sometimes, you know, um... You know, over there spending time with me. Well, me and him would just be chilling or whatever over there. And he did have a friend named Joe that my sister was seeing. These two niggas lied to us about their damn age, but they were damn big for their age, like tall, because Craig was tall. He was like 6'6". Six, six. And, um, and Joe wasn't that tall. But I guess him and Desi, you know, were friends. They they liked each other or whatever like that. Do you know these motherfuckers was only... Uh, Craig was 15, and Joe was 16, and here I was, I'm 17, and Desi was uh, 17, 18, 19. She was almost 20 years old. So you think it was lying to us from the jump. But they acted mature for their age, and that was the funny part. They acted mature for their age or whatever like that. So we hung out a few times with them or whatever like that. And this is not time I think Kevin was still alive, and I think Sherelle and Davon's father was still alive, I think, because he died at a young age too. Um, he's like 24, 25. So, um, girl, any boyfriend or any dude that wanted to talk to Desi, it was like they had the passion initiation for his ass. They were the definition of true girlfriend and boyfriend, like true love, you know, loyalty and dedicated to the heart to each other. You know what I'm saying? It was so funny because it's like everybody would have to fight Kelvin if they wanted to be with Desi or some sort or another. If she had him over there and you came over there, you had to deal with him. So I think I remember one time Kelvin spit in Joe's face and he didn't do nothing. It's like only one I've seen out of all the times before Kelvin got killed, um, Desi's other friends that she had, other friends I've seen fight him. One, I think that was Anthony, um, one of Desi's friends. I think that was the one that did for him. He fought uh, Kelvin so much, Kelvin got tired and said, I'm going in the house for a minute, I'll be back. We can finish when I get back or whatever like that. I'm tired for right now. <laughs> I don't know if you made Anthony go home or not, but Kelvin was definitely a, a character hanging out with him. He was a he was a hard headed, and you know I guess he was experimenting himself too with lights. But I tell you what, he wasn't no joke. So he ain't never messed with Craig. Craig was mine, so he ain't never messed with Craig. But um. Back to Craig, yes, girl. He was, yes, he was. He was good and good and all that. Young as he was, girl. You know, his mother house one day. So we got around to the age situation, like 
you know, what's his age or whatever like that. She talking about, <laughs> girl, Craig ain't nothing but 15. Me and Desi looked at each other like, what? These motherfuckers is 15 years old. And he's 16. They've been lying about their age. Well, girl, we still mess with him because by this time, I got some of the meat then, girl, and the meat was good and it was plentiful. So, uh, <laughs> He was not no, you know, like I said, he was a king-size snicker ball, honey. And that he was. So I experimented around with him for a while when I was 17 and ended up getting pregnant with Delano. Um, and he was kind of like institutionalized. He stayed in and out of jail. And I don't know, you know, if what well, they call it institutionalized. They call it institutionalized. So he was institutionalized. He stayed in and out of jail and stuff like that. Um, during his teenage years, so automatically knew right then and there, no, that's not something that I want to deal with, so um, <laughs> I brought him a couple of letters and stuff like that, I need my man here with me, I do not need any of my boyfriends, because like I said, I'm the girlfriend of type, uh, uh, red lips, bloody lips, but yeah, I was not, you know, the flip flop around type or whatever like that, I like boyfriends. So he stayed institutionalized. He was in high jail. Um, I think one time we got into it. <laughs> I don't know if he hit or beat women or not or whatever. I didn't know because, you know, I was just getting to know him. And we only known each other for probably half a year or whatever like that. Maybe a uh, year. I think it was a I don't know me and Craig was going together. It was for a while, because I wasn't, like I said, because around that time, teenage time, experimenting with stuff. You ain't really, you know, doing nothing serious. I remember one time we got into it, and I picked up a two-hour fork and knocked that motherfucker in his head, girl. Do you know he took that damn stick out of my damn hand? And and more or less uh, put his fingers on my nerve parts on my shoulders so I wouldn't be able to uh, lift the thing. But that was our only bout with fight as far as, you know, me knowing if he, you know, hit on women or not, because I didn't play that shit, because, you know, what happened to me when I was a little girl, I made sure that I wasn't be letting no man hit on me, I didn't appreciate that shit, so, anyway, we tried that part, whatever, like that, says so any good times and everything like that, we did smoke, like I said, he told me how to cook crack and everything, um, when I first met him, he had came over my way with a stolen car, and he wanted to steal another one because he was going to lead out from there. Girl, I gave him the piece that he needed to steal the car. He said I was a, uh, what did he say I used to, I was at first when I was then? I was a, um, what did he say? Uh, just a person that didn't care about taking chances. A daredevil or something like that. Or he, That's what he said I was. I used to be uh, when he tried to talk to me after I got older and calmed the hell down with all that dumb shit. Because he was stealing cars. Anyway, I didn't know he was stealing cars. So anyway, oops, I still got that cube over there. I didn't know that he was still called. Anyway, I gave him the part to steal the car, whatever, like that. Girl, we riding off into the sunset in a Monte Carlo two-door, like a coupe or something like that. I think it was him and one of his other friends. I don't know if it was Joe that night. We was in, um, we was in OHB that night when, I, um, when he came over there and dropped one of the other stolen cars off <laughs> that I had gave him the damn uh, part to so he can <laughs> so he can take his next car. Girl, I was crazy. I was wild. I was a wild chick sometimes. But yeah, I was sort of a little daredevil because I did used to like, not trouble, but you know, I was a little rebellious towards authority, but I didn't like trouble. But you know, I was just having fun. Shit, I was enjoying my life. 
So, I mean, you know, so anyway, we riding off into the sunset. One love, one love. You're lucky just to have just one love. One love, one love. You're lucky just to have just one. Yeah, we had good times. And I did experiment with drugs. When I was with him, and that's when, like I said, he told me how to get crack. So I did smoke some my tracks. But girl... When I got to the point where I was to starting to, to shake and, and, and drop stuff and getting all clumsy and everything, because that's when I discovered my clumsiness. I mean, a little one. I don't claim nothing, but anyway, that was then and, um, when I was a little clumsy. But uh, yeah, I experimented with that coke ash. Go with the crack. good. I even know how to cook the residue afterwards. <laughs> Just started, you know, doing it with him and, you know. I guess what he called himself doing or whatever. Ooh, this one get ready to break too. Let me push this chair in. Cause this chair get ready to break. It feel like it is anyway. But yeah, so he told me how to do that. Yeah, so she gonna have to tighten this chair up. She gonna have to tighten some of these chairs up. Talk about buying these damn cheap damn chairs. Talk about buying them cheap dang on chairs. But yeah. So I ain't like I ain't like cocaine because it was yeah, like I said when it gets the nerve the nervousness and you know stuff like that and little stuff that I was doing dropping stuff and stuff like that and I wasn't starting to act like you know scratching myself or nothing like that even though it was good it felt good but they don't sell stuff like that no more that was real stuff he was selling but what I found out later he used to do was take it and make it and probably smoke that and make the others like soap. And sell it to people. See, and that's something that I'm definitely not trying to get fucking killed for. So, after I experimented with that, and me and him really stopped talking, because, you know, like I said, in and out of jail, um, I said, no, nah, this is not for me. And I'm glad I was smart enough and I made that decision. Uh, later on in the years, I might talk about sometimes that I may have did it. Not crack, but did a little bump of uh, cocaine every now and then or whatever like that. But that's later on if I go into it, if I can remember some of the things. Because I try to bring as much as I can to remember about my teenage years as I can back to here. So things will probably be flipping around as I go up and um, through the ages, creating these stories for my book. Also, I'm writing as much as I can to, to see, you know, where I'm at with certain things. Just trying to remember. So it helps when you write things that you can remember a little bit about things that um, happen. So... After he institutionalized and I seen that cocaine wasn't for me, so I moved on from that, still experimenting with sex or wasn't there uh, and whatnot. Just not having, just having very selective um, boyfriends. And at that time, I was getting a little tired because I think when I got pregnant with him, whatever, um, when I didn't know, I didn't really know I was pregnant. So I still was running around with my friends and everything, just popping out, having fun and all kinds of stuff like that. So I kind of slowed down when I when I got pregnant. I stopped smoking. Period. Stopped doing everything because I experimented with Lobo too. I experimented with that too. I experimented with that too. But I only did that like three times because I was like, Shh, girl, I'm about to lunch the fuck out. I had to go drink some milk and throw up because I was like, no, I can't do this shit. Fuck that, you know. So I experimented kind of early with <laughs> a lot of people, drugs and shit like that, or whatever like that. As far as those, uh, you know, things are concerned or whatever like that, I experimented a little bit um, with it. But yeah, I had about with that, and then I got pregnant. And then I got to the point where I shit, I'm tired. 
uh, you know, teaching guys, you know, how to have sex or whatever like that. I just got tired of teaching. I felt like I was a damn, a damn school teacher or something. I was like, oh, I feel like teaching y'all because I had to have sex. So by this time, I was getting ready to be uh, um, 18. Um, let me see. I was on my, me and Sterling started going together. I did. I was 18 when me and Sterling started going together. So still experimenting with the 17 years so stuff like that. Um, I had a couple of other um, boyfriends. I had my little first puppy love um, in OHB. Um, I was like 16, 17. He was like, well, 16 and 17. Because when I moved around there, it was, let me see. Like fall, it may have been spring or fall or something. I don't know. I don't know if it was summertime or not. When I moved around there, when I was sixteen. So anyway, I had my first little puppy love, two girl. Yes, Lord, hammers go anywhere, do anything, Woo! wherever, whenever, and whenever. And yes, I had already popped by then, so it was nothing. So anyway, I was in love with him. He was an older guy. I think I was like sixteen, going on seventeen, because I met him when I, because I knew him when I was seventeen too. Because I had an um, incident with him. And he was older than me. He was a little older than me. Like I said, I got tired of um, teaching. So I was ready to start dating older dudes. So I was in love with him. It's my first little puppy love one. I tell you, in love, in love, okay? So anyway, he was older than me. I think he was 21, 22. He was in the military. And, um... Every now and then he'd come back home or whatever like that. And I was in love. Then at the time when I first moved around there, I was uh, I was going with somebody when I moved around there. But I think we had broke up when I met um, when I met my uh, puppy love. I think we had broke up by then. So girl, yes, I should have let him, you know. So anyway, when me and him got time to do it, I was I think I smoked some boat because it was some girls around OHB they used to try to make a fool of me I guess they was haters probably jealous or whatever and they used to just make fun of me or whatever like that so when they see that I was high they gonna ask me to come around my puppy love and you know trying to you know embarrass me I guess or whatever and I was making a little teeny bit of a fool of myself but that's because like I said I had feelings for this guy but it was at the wrong time because at that time I think that was one of the days I had smoked a little bit of PCP this is like I said my PCP time I told you I jumped um, back and forth right now and then and what, as I remember stuff. Yeah, my piece of music. They call trying to make fun of me or whatever, see me drunk in front of him, say anyway, blah, blah, blah. So after I calmed myself down or whatever like that, um, me and him decided, I decided I wanted to give it up. I wanted, I decided, okay, I'm going to, you know, do it with him. You know you got to decide or whatever. I don't even know why I started having sex. I really wasn't doing it. <laughs> I really wasn't doing it like that. But yeah, I decided I was going to give it up. Then I, girl, do you know he wanted to eat out? He wanted to do oral sex, girl. He wanted to eat at the eyes. He wanted to kiss it. Why didn't I let him do it? If I would have let him do it, he probably would have had a little bit more respect for me. Um, but my dumb ass considered it something I ain't into all that. Nah, what the hell was on my damn mind if I know what I knew now? You know what I'm saying? I should have let him do it because, like I said, he may have, you know. 
But come to find out, it was a lot of dudes in the neighborhood that had a crush on me, like a secret crush on me, but never told me anything. Never, um, I don't think try to talk or act out or anything like that. They might try to jokingly, if they around you, say little stuff, you know. Come to find out, they had a whole lot of, uh, you know, a whole lot of them around there. You know, guys around the same age my puppy love, um, you know, had a crush on me. So, I think it was 17 years old, he decided he wanted to, you know, I, I, I guess I didn't let him eat it. We just had sex or whatever that night, whatever like that. And we let them, like I said, I'd go anywhere, do anything, you know, with him, be doing it with him, whatever like that, blah, blah, blah. So, it was one girl that used to watch me, um, because she's, I guess she sort of like a mentor, maybe, probably didn't want to see me doing that, you know, to myself. I don't know if I was practicing low self-esteem or what. She used to watch me and, you know, just see things I do. And I think she seen me going into the woods one day with a blanket with him. And he was going to, you know, he was going to fight. He was going to do it. So, um, yeah, so anyway, so she got a little, I got a little heavy ratio for her. But later on, we became to be friends. So anyway, little stuff he was doing, you know, I guess, seeing what type of person I was or whatever like that, decided that, uh, you know, he wanted to invite his friends to me on New Year's night when I was turned, I was 17 years old, New Year's night, getting ready to go into another year. This was, I think I was going to be 18. Because um, I was 17, going on 18 when I was bad to lie down. So, um, so, yeah. So, I'm trying to think, was it after that? I think it was before that. I think it was before that. But either way, on New Year's, like I said, he decided, you know, he wanted to let his fight his friends because I guess they wanted all, they wanted some. They wanted some material. So, and I didn't know these things. So, like I said, um, he let his so-called friends, so-called, try to um, have their way with me after me and him did it. I think the phone is off the hook. I'm not sure. I was trying to see if the phone was off the hook. But yeah, he decided he wanted to have his, you know, about three or four of them, maybe, I guess, or whatever like that. So after we get finished doing whatever, I'm, you know, you may probably get up or whatever like that. I think that was the night the angel took me home. God put an angel in place because I was some kind of heated. But anyway, we did it, whatever like that. So then the other guy coming in, you know, uh, I guess plotting, you know, I guess, you know putting on his little show or whatever like that, I guess to try to get be attracted or whatever like that. So I broke off and told him I had a disease. I was like, look, I got BD. You don't want you know, do nothing with me, blah, blah, blah. I got blah, 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 blah. So anyway, so that scared him off. But that one came in there, he wasn't scared. I think it, I don't know, one of the other guys came in there. And um, let me see. I'm trying to think of, I'm thinking I'm only remembering three or four at a time because he wasn't in there, I don't think, it, oh, I think he had came in the room one time and said something to them, and that's when he came in there, that's when, um, uh, which McCormick told him, um, she said she got BD, man, I ain't fucking with her, she got it all, blah, 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 so Big Mouth, I don't give a fuck what she got, he said, hey, if she got some BD, well, I want some of this motherfucking BD, fuck that. I want some of this motherfucking BD. My cousin said, you don't do nothing but take and get a shot and in three, seven days, you'll be gone or some shit like that or whatever like that, blah, blah, blah. So him and Keith, uh, um, one, two guys, they kind of held me down because I ain't really wasn't acting crazy. Like I said, they ain't beat me or nothing like that, but they was kind of holding me down, feeling on my breast. I'm like, ooh, so I didn't know you had your breast was this big and all this and all that. Just, you know, I guess fulfilling their little fantasies for a minute. <laughs> it was funny. 
So anyway, um, the person out there, you know, he got finished because I didn't, I didn't, like I said, I didn't, I was tugging, but they was holding me down. So anyway, um, he after he got finished doing what he was called himself doing, um, making his little move or whatever like that. After he yelling and hollering and yelling, well, I want some of this BD, then fuck that. All you gotta do is get a shot. That's why I think David came in because I heard him hollering. So he came in there and um and he yelling and all, making all his noise, blah, blah, that, whatever like that. But I ain't had nothing. I was just lying, you know, trying to use my intuition, my, my greater intuition, uh, you know, <laughs> to keep these things from happening. But it didn't keep it from happening because they were so desperate. They wanted some of this. So anyway, yeah, he did whatever he did, right? So anyway, so other guys, I think, left out the room. And then the owner of the apartment came and he told me, them little boys don't know what they doing. Let me show you how a real man do it and all this, blah, 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 blah. And I just looked at him and I said, you know what, nigga, you can fuck you. I said, what do I have to do to any one of y'all? motherfuckers. I ain't never done nothing to none of y'all. Why the fuck y'all doing this shit to me? Or whatever like that. I ain't never did shit for anybody. But be cool with y'all or whatever like that. I said, you ain't getting a motherfucking thing from me. Fuck you so-and-so. You get the fuck out my face. So anyway, I had my shoes in my hand. I put my drawers on backwards. Put my pants on, my shirt on. Had my shoes in my hand. Uh, running out the way. David sitting at the table doing something. Uh, looking doing something. I don't know. He didn't smoke or drink, I don't think. I think he drink, but I don't think he ain't doing drugs, I don't think. But um, he was doing something. I just looked at him and said, you know what, motherfucker? I said, what the fuck I ever do to you? I ain't never did nothing to you to make you do anything like this, because I think I was his last when he came to my door that night. I was his last on his list. Like, they had a little list of little females. They was thinking about, you know, going and probably doing this with. And I think that is just so desperate to, you know, do that or have any type of plans like that um, for a female, especially if she doesn't know. And you, you know, it's like, what, you can't get none or something? That's like desperate. That's like desperate. You can't get nothing, so you gotta try to take something from around. You can't, you can't do shit on the camera. So anyway, um. So I told him, I said. So I said, I told him, I said, you old motherfucker. I said, fuck you. Yes, and then I said, what I said, my little spiel about. Why you ain't da 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 blah blah blah? What I ever do to y'all and stuff like that? Cause I kept saying that all through the time. I was like, what the hell did I do to fuck to y'all? Da 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 blah blah blah. So they were just basically depressed. Yeah, I guess you know they've been watching me so long because I was cute and I was in shape and honey, I did wear nice white black clothes, and I ain't messing with none of them. I traveled outwards to you know go have my fun and do whatever. I ain't stay around the neighborhood. I wasn't the neighborhood girl. I was a little bit everywhere, just going out, hanging out, or whatever like that. So that night I was walking home, which drawers on backwards pants, so I had a cute outfit on too. Um, Cause he came to my door and got me tomorrow. I, I, I said, what, I'm your last choice when he came to do? I said, what? I'm your last choice this summer the evening? Tomorrow, no, trying to make it special tomorrow, no, he was my only choice. <laughs> me being stupid a little bit, cause you know that was my puppy love. So, you know. I went on and went with him because he did have a little car. So, um, you know, whatever. I'm thinking it's just going to be me and him chilling with whatever that and that happened, right? So, anyway, that night when I said you left out, so I'm walking down the street, um, Suitland Road. Uh, yeah, Suitland Road, it was over there off of Homer Avenue. Um, it's where the owner of the apartment lived. Um, and um, I'm 
everything on backwards. I think I, I don't know if I put my shoes on by then. I still grab my pocketbook because I was a big. They wouldn't let me get to my pocketbook because I did. I don't know if I told y'all not, but all through my teenagers, I always carried some type of protection with me. I did not go nowhere without carrying no damn protection with me. I always carried some type of protection with me everywhere I went, but they wouldn't let me get to that goddamn pocketbook. Like I said, when I was trying, you know, they tried to hold me down. I get that's when I came up with the BD situation. But um, anyway, I had my little stuff on. So somebody pulled up. And girl, it was like a nerdy guy, and he was in that like in a small kind of car, and yeah, looked like some tape holding his glasses together or something like that. And um, I know when I got in the car, he had kind of devices in the car. Like I think I seen a, a, a fire extinguisher um, in the car. It was like some little weird stuff in the car, or whatever like that. But he was nice. I mean, you know, I was really didn't need to be walking down. Um, uh, suit and roll like that back towards OHB or whatever I forgot which uh, street I think I was on Branch Avenue because that's when it was over there by the triples and all that kind of stuff so yeah it was right there on that road so and I'm walking in whatever like that and girl this man had all kind of stuff in his car it was crazy I was like oh my goodness I was like you know just saying he was like you know I think he I don't know if he was trying to say what happened or if he got out of me what happened or if I told him what happened whatever like that and um I forgot his name because he did tell me um his name and like I said I didn't feel like I couldn't trust him and then I still felt like if I had my um protection on me I still had something just in case he did try something but at least I'll be you know trying to get most of the way home or whatever like that so anyway um I forgot his name or whatever like that so um I think he was an angel girl because when he dropped me off and I said his goodbyes whatever I turned around and there was nobody there it was nobody there I know I was home but it was nobody there to hit and and it's like you can hear the car if they pull off I didn't hear anything it's like he was just gone so I look back and thank you he gone so anyway, I do thank the Lord for that because I think that was an angel that, you know, just came to the rescue right at that moment or whatever like that. So I'm sitting in the house contemplating what I should do. So while I'm contemplating, I think my mother came out there and asked me what's wrong or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And at this time, me and my mother were never real, you know, uh, far apart where, where I couldn't talk to her about something if something was wrong because after all, I still was on her insurance <laughs> <laughs> so if anything happened, oh, blah, blah, this, blah, blah, that, right? So anyway, I told her what happened, whatever, like that. So when I told her what happened, she did think I should call the police. Yeah, you should call the police and make a report. Blah, blah, this, and blah, blah, that. Long story short, the detective tried to say that it had been my word against this. I knew what was up and all kind of stuff like that. Um, it wouldn't really, you know getting no recognition because I was only one person and it was all the them and it would probably be like their word against mine or I like I knew what was going on or anything like that. Come on, four or five guys in the apartment. And it was probably more in there than that. They just wasn't coming in the room because I wasn't going for that shit no more. Cause like I said, they wouldn't let me get to my motherfucking pocketbook because if I could have my motherfucking pocketbook, some asses would have been ripped. But, um, but yeah, so anywho, uh, I tried that with that. Lived on to, you know, Lived past that, got home and everything like that. And often, oftentimes in between here and there, um, my uncle would stir me away from him too. He didn't like me being around him too. And if he came around and saw me at his car or anything like that, he would tell me to move or go in the house or do that. And I had to do what my uncle say because he didn't play. <laughs> he did not play. So and then I, you know, I would, you know, he would stir me away from him. 
I don't think I told him um, what he did, because I know probably what my uncle would have did if I did. And um, later on, one of the guys that actually stuck it in um, was killed in a car accident, uh, maybe about a year or two later. So I was like, Lord does see fit to allow punishment when you do things you know you ain't got no business. The other ones didn't die. So later on, in the, it, later on um, that year, I was a little bit more alert and lurry. Like I said, things happened to me in the early age, and sometimes I thank God, but he didn't let nothing happen to me. He always had angels around me watching on me because of the stupid things that I did and wasn't looking out and paying attention to. Because that was kind of one of them, but I wasn't expecting him to do that. My puppy loved to do that. I really wasn't expecting that. But um, he did, so I went on. I still dated a few people after him there, but I really wasn't really um, doing too much after the detective said it wasn't much we can really do about that because of this, that, and the other. And because I wasn't beaten, bruised, or anything like that. And I think they did take a rape kit. I think they did, and they probably said two different type of um, sperms in there because I think that was just the two, they, uh, him, my puppy love, and the other guy. Because like I said, the other guys ain't get a chance. Because <laughs> a couple of them, I stirred off with Petey, you know, when I cut his ass out down the apartment and walk the fuck out the house. So, um, yeah, they ain't go with me. So I was still, so anyway, I was still running around. And then around that time, uh, 17 years old, I ran into Sterling. And I was doing, again, tired of coaching young dudes. So that was when I ran into Sterling. Um, and here is girls. That's a whole other story in half. I'm going to see if I, I don't know if I'm going to go to 40 or 45 minutes. Because I'm trying to find something in between that time after that happened. Um, I think of something. See if anything else happened around that time. So anyway, around this time after that, I had Delano. And I was 18 then. I had Delano. And at this time, when I had him, I started working. Uh, I did start working. And I was on my way to meet my girlfriend, Dion, at Addison Mall to go apply for some more jobs. Because around that time, I was just... By that time, I was, you know, in a different mode, being though being so I had to line up. So on my way, on my way to get ready to walk to Addison Mall, because it wasn't far from where I was, getting ready to walk down there to meet Dion and go apply for some jobs, is where I mis- met um, Mr. Diggs. He was coming across the highway. Um, he was lost. And my mother and stepfather were just assisting me out with the stroller with Delano. Um, you know, helping me out, assisting me with the stroller and him and stuff like that. And blah, 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 because I was going down the street to fill out applications for the job. And he come down there lost. Ain't know what the hell was going on. And um, you know what? See, I think I'm going to do 40 minutes. Because uh, that'll start my 18. Because I was 18 when I met Sterling. So I still messed around a little bit after I was 17. So I'm about to get ready to cut that short. But yeah. So then I can bring y'all um, the age 18. Um, that was when, like I said, when I wrapped it up, time dealing with little boys. And I wrapped it up. And this is when I met Mr. Diggs. Mr. Sterling Diggs. So since I was 18, I will say that... Um, 
for a little, uh, for my 18-year-old, for my 18, for my year 18 uh, show. So I'm trying to think of some other stuff now that I did up until then when I was 17. Because that was like the biggest thing um, that 17 that ever happened to me. I experimented a lot with a couple of little STDs. And um, I know 17 was a big year that um, I wasn't paying attention either. For is um, sex was um, concerned and caught the big H from somebody I was being fucking faithful to. That was another thing, girl. That's, that's, you know, that's why I left out. I think I wrote it because I told you I'm writing my book, too. But I think I love it. Girl, yes. This motherfucker, I was boyfriend material again. Messing with this fool. He was, I don't know, I think he was 17 or me. He was around the same age. He was a fucking hoe. Um, Mark, I started going with him. This was something that happened late 17 before 18. Then I'm gonna then I'm gonna finish up and get ready to leave that and greet y'all with my year 18. So yeah, I'm messing with this dude or whatever. Like I mean, girl, going through the rigmarole to you know what I'm saying to leave him hiding from his parents and shit in his fucking house. I mean, under beds, under steps, anywhere where he wouldn't or I wouldn't get caught. Going through all this stuff with him, right? So we experiment and messing around a little bit, whatever. Let me see if the phone is off the hook. I think somebody is. What are you doing? Who the fuck is this? Why are you recording? Why are you recording? Oh, okay. I hope you're not recording me. But, yeah. Um, so, um, so anyway, yeah, Mark. And, um, so anyway, I'm doing all this deep. With him or whatever, spending time with him or whatever like that. So one day I walked out the room and see all these pictures on the wall going out his room, but it was on the wall as if we were going out the door or whatever like that. And I seen all these pictures on the wall. Come to find out, this nigga was a bona fide young teenage fucking hell. Come to find out, lady was a damn hoe. This nigga gave me the big H. Now you talking about pain? If that ain't teach a life lesson about STDs or sexual partners or anything like that, this shit taught me, okay? 17 years old, Mother's Day, going to the goddamn doctor and found out I got the motherfucking big H. This motherfucker gave it to me, and I know he did because I wasn't talking about ass. I was a girlfriend type. I was faithful to his ass. I wasn't doing shit. So I knew goddamn well he was the one that gave it to me. I asked this motherfucker, you know, he told me, nah, he never had it. Lied. Okay? Now, this thing is a process. It starts off as a mere little plain little pimple. You don't notice anything. So by this time, after I broke up with him, me and him broke up because I think I seen about the pictures on the wall. He was a big host. Anyway, I didn't know at this time I still I had the H. I didn't know I had that. So, anyway, back off on my freaking dress, fuck you, whatever. You know, just broke up out of relationship. I have sex with, like, three other different people. Come to find out which all of them were cheating on their wife, wife or girlfriend. I'm cheating on their girlfriends. Two of them was cheating on their girlfriends. And one of them was a pedophile who actually 
took it. This was the second time for rape um, with this guy. And I didn't know that I had it. So I would like to apologize, you know, because I know it's painful. I know how painful it is. I would like to apologize if I could um, because, look, something around this neighborhood and I just I hear something like something might be going on because I hear dogs barking people look like I see people running and everything oh that might be the leaves but yeah anyway so anyway so anyway like I said pedophile and raped um because he had played in a band and I liked the way I like one of the songs so my friend knew him um my friend Lisa knew him and matter of fact I think it was her cousin so anyway, we ended up chilling or whatever like that. And then all of a sudden, she leaves. So I'm wondering why she leaves. And I'm like, well, you know, what the fuck is going on with her leaving, right? So anyway, we're smoking. We're just chilling, watching TV, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So I just tell him how much I like his song, you know, because like I said, he playing the band. So I'm telling him, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> he had one of those locks on his door where you lock with the key from the inside. So I go to, you know, all right, well, I'm about to leave. Da, 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 you know, so I'm going to go pull the door, whatever, like that. I'm gonna see that's when he locks with a key. So, um, oh no, nah, you ain't, you ain't, um, what do you say? I forgot how you said it, but I know you say you ain't going nowhere. You ain't going nowhere. Now, you're gonna take them clothes off, you're gonna take them off, or I'm gonna rip them off with your scissors that you got in your pocketbook. Because <laughs> I told you I always carried something. So, this motherfucker went, like, through my shit. And this big fat motherfucker was eating some type of lollipop with marijuana. I don't know what the fuck that was. He was eating with had his ass tripping that night. But like I said, me not knowing, I ain't know what was going on with the with the big H. So I didn't know. So uh, you know, anyway, so I'm saying, no, I ain't into you like that. I, you know, I stopped telling him I ain't into you like that. Blah, blah, blah. That's when he said, you take off the clothes, I'm gonna rip them off. You said that you got da 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 da. So he gonna have his way, cause I ain't I, like I said I ain't wanted to be fighting and scratching, cause he already took my damn protection. And girl, he was married, I think, and I think he was, like I said, I went over seventeen, and I know he was in his twenties. So either way, I'm just before eighteen. I'm a goddamn minor, and you know, not alone. I probably shouldn't have been doing what I was doing, but you know, God has a way of making sure that you know, as far as I'm concerned, anyway, that I paid for mine early. But anyway. Through those trying times. That's when he said that. You ain't going nowhere, something like that. And I told him I ain't into him, da da da, blah blah blah. So he had his way, whatever, like that. So we left out the house. I was walking one day, he saw me, because he lived in the same complex. And one day he saw somebody trying to talk to me, and he saw me. And he was like, Don't talk to her, because don't talk to her. You don't want the H, do you? Don't talk to her. And I, I started, I ain't say nothing, but I started to say something about him, you know, and me being 17, because I can get his ass, you understand? Because I remember how old it was and when I went to the doctor and what, what they told me I had, and I didn't know I had it. I didn't know when I did that with him. So when he said that, I started to say something about him being a pedophile and a rapist, because, you know, he was a child molester, basically, because I was underage. He didn't bother to ask me how old I was, because I didn't lie about my age. I was a fit woman for my age, but I, I was a well and stacked and everything like that, but I didn't lie about my damn age. So I ain't say nothing to him. Years went on, whatever, like that. And then I think one other person asked me, um, 
did I have it? And because I took the medicine which my stepmother had got for me, I never seen it again. So when he asked me, did you have it? I was like, no, no, I don't. Or whatever like that. I said, no, I don't. Because, you know, after it happened and, and those probably three guys got, you know, contracted with it or whatever like that. And I got rid of it. I never seen it anymore. I prayed to God, asked for forgiveness, and was like, you know, you know what I mean to do this and this and that and the other. And as far as the other guys were concerned or anything like that, I was trying to be faithful to him, and he did the shit to me. But the other guys, you know, even though they were doing their wrong, that was, you know, God allowing punishment for them, I guess. I don't know. But not through me. I didn't want to be like that. So, and to clarify that, the end of 17, that's when that happened. And girl, probably shortly after that, I might have found out I was pregnant. Um, with Delano. Girl, you should see me looking stupid walking to the car. I mean, I was bow-legged. Girl, Mother's Day, I was 17. 17, walking to the car, girl. <laughs> you would have thought I was cowboy or something. Bow-legged Lou, the way I was walking, because that stuff... Burns so fucking bad. Every time I use the bathroom, I had to pour water. Cold water. That's how bad that shit burned. That is another big lesson about sex and not being responsible and not fucking paying attention. So we go along and go along through our lives and think we grown, da da da, and blah blah, and then we do little dumb shit like that. And you know, the Lord let me see mine's early. So that was another red flag for sex for me about being conscious about what's going on. You would have thought I was a detective after that if I had sex with anybody else. <laughs> you probably would have thought I was a damn detective the way I was checking and then after that. But that was the biggest thing that happened to me the last part of 17. And then I think I found out that um, I was pregnant with Delano. And there's two guys that played in the band. Yeah, him, and then him, and then Keith, he, he ain't playing no band. But yeah, yeah, I'm coming to find out all them niggas is cheating. And, you know, man, one though, the other guy, he had a girlfriend that was a damn police officer. How you gonna bring me to another woman's house if you, I don't know if he lived there or not. How you gonna bring me to somebody else's house? And, yeah. You know, trying to tell me it's your house, you know how they lie. That's one thing about that age. You got to be careful now. Because, you know, people lie. Lie, 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 lie. So, yeah. The Lord allowed a punishment um, one for them. So, anyway, that was the big, about the biggest thing that, that happened at the end of my ages and years of, uh, my ages of, as far as me being 17 and sharing my journey with teenagers or just sharing a little small journey. Um, about my teenage life, I feel that it was only necessary to, you know, tell a little bit about myself, like what happened and the little irresponsible things I did, and, you know, and I had to slowly pay for it. But yeah, I worked on to about 50 minutes now. Um, Traveling Talent Ministries presents Talk to Us Teens. Uh, this has been your host, Terry J. And until next time, I encourage you to love life, live long, and stay strong. And enjoy each day as if it's your last. Because one day, it's going to be. See you next time. Peace.